out. It's recording. So today I have a guest, top M&A entrepreneurs, Deanna Rogers, and I call her the glue because you'll see her at all the interviews, all the courses. Here's Deanna. Hi, Deanna. Hi, how are you, John? Yeah. Nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I, 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 I had something with uh, Chris Daigle earlier, but I guess the traffic at the airports is so crazy now that they can't fly around. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm at home. I'm not at an airport, so I'm good. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. So let's get started. Now, I, I got to kind of go back a little bit about how you get st got started with this whole legs and then to Epic and how long you've been working with Roland and what's that been like? Yeah, I'm happy to give you my background. So I used to own my own event company. I had a company called AMG, Affiliate Mastermind Group. And um, we taught event planners how to run events, how to do joint ventures, how to get um, like affiliates and how to grow your business in your event using affiliates and masterminds and things like that. And so I did a lot of more, I was in the real estate space more so. Um, and um, I worked with Roland Frazier because Roland Frazier at the time was speaking on a lot of stages in the real estate space. And so I knew Roland very well. And um, I had my own company and I started doing events for event planners. Now my events were about 200-ish person events and um, I had Roland and um, his partner, Perry Belcher, come speak on my stage. And, uh, and then part of, they came and spoke to my mastermind. And then a year later, um, they decided that they needed, um, they wanted someone to come in and kind of run their events for their company in trafficking conversion and all those. And so they brought this opportunity to me and I've been with them on that side of things for about nine years. I've worked with Roland closer to 11, almost 12 years. So, um, but with this, in this capacity, um, for about nine years. Oh, that's cool. So you were, were you, when you joined them, you were still doing, uh, real estate affiliate programs events, or did they just say, Hey, we need you in this area now. And I moved full time. So I was doing my own events. I was doing uh, my own mastermind, my own joint ventures. I'd written three books. Um, was three books. Staying very, yeah, I was, I was staying very busy. Um, but I knew that if I ever wanted to scale to the level, and obviously if you know, Roland Frazier, he's got such a vision. He's a, he's a big visionary and, um, I wanted to scale with him. I wanted to do these bigger events than two, three, four, 500. My biggest event at that time was I think 800 people. So I wanted to scale. I wanted to get to that eight, 10,000 person event, which is what we've done. Um, and I've been so blessed to be able to work with people like Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher. Um, but I knew that I had to transition that. And so um, I, I joined his um, company uh, nine years ago. Yeah. Did they buy you or just kind of was an aqua hire? I released. No, I actually um, I still actually have the company. I don't do anything really with it. We, we basically I had a partner um, that finished out any additional contracts that we had out. Um, the company is still, I mean, I can still do things with it if I wanted to, I haven't just cause I've been so busy. Um, however, um, so yeah, I, I, I finished out, I think I finished out like that last year and then I just didn't take on any more new clients. So, yeah. So when did, uh, Roland bring this legs? I guess it was called legs on the first one, right? The very pilot program. And then he yes. changed it to Epic. Yeah. Yes. So we started that almost three years ago. Um, and we were going around, we were doing them in London every quarter and we were doing, we did them in Vegas and Austin and San Diego. And we were, we were doing legs. It was a uh, leverage, exit, grow and scale. 
was yeah. the name of it. So legs. Um, and we were teaching that in like two day classes and we would get anywhere from like 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 people in a room, depending. And we try to keep it really small because Roland likes to make it very interactive. Um, so I think our largest was like almost 40 to 50, but he preferred that 25 to 35. And so we would just go around to different cities and do these legs classes and um, very, uh, so much fun. Got to meet so many people, got to do so many different deals and get to know people um, and grow in that, that legs um, portfolio that we had at the time. But then obviously COVID happened. And so we couldn't do yeah. events anymore, but the training was so essential. And we felt like if there was any time for people to be learning this, it was this time. Oh, yeah. And so we had to pivot. I know that this, that word is used a lot, but it had to be pivoted to what could be done virtually um, so that people could still be utilizing that content, um, but in, in acquiring businesses while people are still working from home or that are afraid to get out. Or um, So we moved the name over to call it Epic, Ethically Profit in Crisis. And so it became epic instead of legs. And um, and then he's just tweaked it along the way, made it so much better. Uh, added oh, it's, these, uh, these, I gotta say, it's just boom. It is mind blowing, it, like, it is. It is like, uh, it is awesome, yeah. It is, and I, I, I will say, um, it's we've seen so many other people out there that have done it and I've, I've never seen anyone that does it the quite, quite, quite like what Roland Fraser does. So I, I, yeah, uh, you know, back to the legs thing. It, it's interesting that you guys, really brought in early on really heavy hitters. I mean, the guy from real estate and all the other guys were just big, heavy hitters. I guess you went to the Ryan Dice group and, and digital marker and the big heavy hitters joined early. As far as speakers or well, no, not as speakers, or? but people that go through the course and say, Hey, I need to add this. Yeah. You know, well, you know, we, we hit our, our friends and family list first on the very first launches. Yeah. So obviously those are people that are in our wheelhouse, our friends and family. So they were the first ones to jump on and, and go through the program with us. And now we scale it out to everyone. But our original first two cohorts, which was in April and May of last year, those were that was more internal to the people that we wanted to see that would go out and do this program with us. So yeah, yeah you, you saw a lot more of our friends and family uh, more so than just... Um, you know, other clients that we've acquired through media. Yeah. Now you're on Epic 14 or 13? We're on 13 right 13. now. 13. I'm yeah. going to date this. This is no longer evergreen <laughs> if I say this. You know, but, but I went but we're doing them. We're, we're continuing. Yes. Yeah. This is awesome. You guys have created incredible deal flow. I think for your group too, but all of a sudden the knowledge shared between everybody in the community. I mean, I'll give you an example. I went to Sharon Brown's virtual coffees where she has the breakout sessions. And I mean, I just like learn more from listening to whatever somebody else is working on. Yeah, there. Are, if, if you look at the Epic alumni group, there are so many incredibly talented people in that group, Sharon being one of those as well. Oh, so yeah, very yeah. much so, yeah. yes. Yeah, so let's, I wanna talk to you about what you've done on the side. Now you were in real estate and this, mm -hmm. And I heard you mention this talking about you're buying properties and now you're turning them to Airbnbs. Yes, yeah. absolutely. How many have you done of those? So we're going on our third. So third? we're working on it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. well, I, so. I looked at things like the economics of this and it didn't really give any numbers, but 
what's important is the profit potential, uh, the right location, competition, and upkeep and expenses. Where are you buying these properties? So, so right now, currently, I will tell you, we are currently buying on the coast of Texas. So there's a place called Port Aransas. It's down by Corpus Christi. Um, we've been buying property there. Um, so we, we did buy some existing, uh, an existing home. It was literally about a hundred yards from the, from the ocean. Um, and so it was a person's second home and we've turned it into an Airbnb and it is, we put, we, we bought it in um, November or December of this last year. And by January, we posted our very first Facebook post before we even did paid media. And we had filled it up with one Facebook post with $18,000 worth of business with one. We knew it was a hot commodity because people can work remotely. So they're willing to go to the beach and, and work in an Airbnb and be on the ocean while they're working. And, you know, so we knew that that was really important. And so, um, so since then, we've bought a couple more places. Uh, we're buying land now and then going to build is basically we bought in the same neighborhood. Um, and uh, so our family's bought two more. Uh, so there's a total of three on that strip. Um, and we're, the, the one that we just bought two weeks ago is actually right on the ocean front. It's, it goes directly from the pier uh, over. Definitely going to go for a higher price, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely did. Um, but I will tell you this. So, you know, we, we did put a couple hundred thousand into fixing it up and, and, yeah. and making it. But um, we automatically, when we did the evaluation, we already had what we put into it, into the house. Like it's, it's crazy how just since November to now, how much that, that property has gone up. Um, And we are doing about 90, we'll do between 80 to $90,000 in recurring revenue each year. So it pays for itself. itself. It doubles, it doubles the pay for itself. Plus the equity in the property has gone up already three times on what we wanted. So for us, it just made a lot of sense to, to keep doing those properties. Now, what we are looking for also now, um, because the beach homes are quite more expensive than what you would find anywhere else that you go by, they're, they're probably 3x more than if I were to find a house in Houston or San Antonio. So what we are looking now is also across from um, hospitals. Um, so any type of home in the hot, like it crossed from like a major cancer center or a major transplant hospital. And what brought that up was because my husband had a liver transplant that from my son. And so we had to, um, rent a home for quite a while. And rather than staying in hotels, we wanted to rent an Airbnb, but we wanted to be across from the hospital because I had to be with my husband and my son in the hospital at the same time. So in our whole family and, and, and dogs. And so we just transplanted our whole, our whole home for a couple months. So what made us think about that was, you know, there's a lot of other families, transplant families that would prefer to stay in a home instead of being in a hotel during those medical times. And so, and, and you can get homes a whole lot cheaper than on a beach home, like, you know, and so, and then we could do the same thing, buy those homes, flip them, turn them into Airbnbs and make an instant profit. Um, yeah. And so the margin is is a lot better there. So that's our next properties that we're looking at right now is like cross from like Houston and MD Anderson, um, San Antonio at the transplant hospital, Dallas uh, transplant hospital. So any place like that, that we feel like children's hospitals where parents need to be, 
where their kids are and having it to where it's, it's, it's a place for them to go and call home versus being in a hotel. Yeah. Well, first question is, how's your husband and your son, I guess? Yeah. They're both doing well. That was um, two and a half years ago. And my oh, okay. Son, okay. My son, yeah. My son gave up 67% of his liver to my husband. So, yeah. So you only need uh, 43% of your liver to? Well, it grows back. It oh, it does? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. There is, yeah. So the person that the donor, his liver grows back. So. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear they're doing okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So on these Airbnb, back to these beach houses. Now you're, did, I know that you have to, this is what I read, that you actually have to furnish them yourself. So you go yes. in there and design them. Yeah. So we go in and um, so you have the shell, you know, and we go in and we furnish it with everything from beds to pots and pans, to the linens, to towels, to, um, to all, I mean, think about everything that you would have in your home, you know, uh, everything, beach towels, yeah. everything dishes, not utensils, you know, coffee mugs, like you have to just literally walk through every room, you know, a uh, washer and dryer, all those things. Um, and then you take the top of that and you're like, okay, now how can I make this an experiential place? So like what we've done is we've created, you know, we put a golf cart with it and we've created wagons and then go to the beach and we've done, you know, sand toys for children and beach towels. So they don't have to worry about things like that. And toys, uh, we did a barbecue pit. We added a pool, uh, and we did a heated pool. So that way if they, it was cold and rainy at the beach, they've now got a heated pool. And, um, so we've added new elements that makes our home a little bit sexier than the other places along the strip. And so yeah. that, that what, and then we created it as a Google business. So people now, rather than going through management companies, they're Googling where, where to go stay in Airbnb. So we are getting about 3000 hits a month on so our one minute, property. Are you using some of the expertise you kind of, of course I am. The power <laughs> from digital marketing? Of, right, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> that is awesome. So you're getting yeah. 3000 hits already. a month. Yeah. Yeah. Month. And we're booked. We're booked solid for the rest of the year. Like we don't have, we, that's why we want to build more houses quickly is because we don't have enough space. Like it's book solid. And how, how do you, is this like a, when you're financing this, is it just a regular mortgage or is it kind of a, uh, a different type of loan from a bank. You can only do two homes with your mortgage and then you have to do it as a business. So we yeah. created it under our SPV as a business. Um, so we have an SPV that's the, our Rogers Capital Investment, which is our SPV. And then everything that we buy with Airbnbs falls underneath that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, what, so what's the goal for you and your family? It's just 10, 20 homes in Airbnb? You know, I don't know. I think it really depends on what we see the market as right now, real estate's hot. The problem is it's it's a seller's market and not a buyer's market right now here in Texas. Yeah. So we're paying kind of top dollar. Um, whereas Texas knows about ups and downs, don't they? Yeah, and the thing is, is like, for example, a lot of land, um, you know, seriously, the lot of land in August, just the lot without, um, you know, the house on it was running about 200,000 just for the lot. And now it's about six, 700 just for oh the lot God. without no house. So it's very different um, because it's on the ocean. You know, it's right there at the beach. Uh -huh. So, so it's um, we're, we're being very careful with that because it is more expensive. Um, whereas in, that's why we're looking at other places as far as um, investing in places across from hospitals. Cause that you can get a house for like 200,000, 250, 300, like nothing hardly, you know, and then flip it. You'll spend maybe 
20 to 30,000 flipping it um, if it's already in a decent shape. And then you can get it on the market within 60 to 90 days. And then you get your recurring revenue instantly, yeah. just like that. So now, is that a, that's kind of like, a, a, you know, an experience you guys went through for the hospital thing and wanting to be close to the hospital. So, you know, at night you want to go get food for your husband or whatever it was. Did you also do some research or this is trending towards Airbnb or? No, it was just because we've experienced it. So it made us think like, you know, um, we, cause when I, when I did look, when I had, I was in actually in Australia when we found out that my husband had to do the, you know, the surgery real quickly. And so I had to like fly home and get my, pack my son and my husband on. That's not a quick fly home though. (laughs) No, it was not. It was 24 hours. (laughs) Um, But on the flight, luckily I had a lot of time to be Googling where to live for the next couple of months. And so, you know, we packed up our family and our dogs and I wanted to, if I was going to be there for a long time, I wanted to be in a house and not in a hotel. So I looked at Airbnbs and what was great was I was looking for how close could I be to that hospital? So that way, if my husband or my son had any issues, I'm right there. If I want to go home, take a shower, if I want to go cook, if I would, if I'd like to just be in a home environment instead of a hot, you know, a hotel. Yeah. There's a, there's a hotel here close to the hospital and it's just, you know, it's one of those hotels like, ah, man, you don't want to stand any more than just a weekend there. And people don't, and you don't, you don't think about it when it's just a hospital stay, you know, hotels are fine nothing against hotels, but if you're an extended for any reason with, with a loved one that's in a hospital for a long period, you don't want to be, it's one, it's, it's more expensive to be in hotels and then you have to eat out every meal and you can't have lots of family, like with the, you know, with the, the house, with the Airbnb, you have four or five bedrooms and, you know, you can have a whole family stay with you. You have dogs in the back. We had dinners and we had our dogs with us. We didn't have to board our dogs for two months, you know? And so just things like that, that you don't think of that is very important to a family. So for us, we experienced it. So we knew that is something that people will be looking for. So to us, it just made sense. That's what we want to invest in. You know, that, that's a really important point to tap into, you know, emotions and trends and changes. That's really important. And I like a lot of that comes from hanging around this whole digital marketer and environment and Roland Fraser. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing too, is just looking at like, again, and also looking at trends, like for us, um, we're also looking at Brackenridge, Colorado, because it's a, it's a great ski place. And the yeah. prices, the prices of log cabins up there are not that expensive. You can get a log cabin for about 450, like whatever that number is, right? So, but but then you have to look at the math and go, well, it will probably only be booked five months out of the year. So the math has to, you know, the math has to work if if it's only going to be booked during seasonal times versus whereas if you're at the beach, it can be pretty much the beach, like at Port Aransas is about sure, 90%, yeah. right? Um, at a hospital, you would you would think it could be 80 to 90% because year round. Yeah. So, so when we're looking at those places of where we think those hot markets would be, it all those seasonals amazing. And what might trigger us to still do that is because, you know, personally, we may want to have a beach home and, you know, a home in Colorado and we can personally just write it off and we have it when we want it. And then we rent it when we don't. But if it's strictly just for business purposes, for our investments, um, we're probably going to stick to more of anything that can be rented that what we made our family, we made a family decision. If it can be rented more than 75%, we'll, we'll buy it. 
So that's kind of what our, our, you know, our numbers were. If we think that this house is, can be rented for 75% of the time, then we will buy it. Yeah. And now with 3000 leads come in, I'm just curious, do you, uh, do you put it in Airbnb and like for sale by, what is it? Uh, no, we do VRBO. Yeah. No, we do V we do VRBO, Airbnb, Google. Um, but the, where we're getting the most is we're just driving our own traffic. So we created our own Facebook page. We have our own uh, website. Uh, we, we drove all of our own, you know, organic traffic and it got filled. We do have a management company right now. Um, not positive that we're going to stay with that company. Um, because every, out of all of them, they only booked one. We've booked all of the, the business ourselves. Now I don't want a job so we did the management company just so that they, they have to mess with it and not us. Yeah. Um, but you can always find someone local if you wanted to pay someone local to do it cheaper, probably than a management company. So there's that, ways to look at that. Yeah. Is that management company also, I mean, when somebody leaves the, your Airbnb, they got to clean up and check. Yeah. They, there's also every, you have to look at every city. Every city does have laws that, that allow for short-term rentals. Some places will allow you to have a short-term rental without a management company. Some places won't. They require you to have a management company because within, um, I believe it's within five miles or 10 miles of your home. That way, if something were to happen, there's a management company close by to take care of that property. So it just depends um, on the location, Houston, San Antonio. You have to look at the city, what the requirements are. Um, but um, management companies are typically going to charge you 20%. And so you have to know that going into that, whereas Airbnb yeah. and VRBO is 3%. So if you can do it by yourself and save 17% override, that's where you want to save that money. Yeah. So you have to look at all those little things when you're looking at, you know, what's this, what am I all in for? You know, and, and what am I going to make as a profit on this? Do you want that 17% margin to be given away or do you care? It may be that you don't want another job. Like for us, we chose not to this year because um, we didn't want another job. Um, we wanted someone else to handle that, but we also negotiated. What we did is we went in and we pre-booked everything. We did one Facebook um, ad, got about one, 20K, just one, <laughs> one, and got almost 20K in business, went to the management company and said, we'll drive our own business. You drop your prices. Well, when they saw that- That's a pipe wrench. Yeah. You know, but when they saw that, they were like, oh, well, would they rather have 10% of everything we have or zero? So it was, they said, okay, we'll do 10%. And because there was, it was a no brainer. We were giving them money. Like have we had done all the work. The management company? Well, well, I'm, I'm actually thinking about creating one, starting okay. my own and competing against them. So don't yeah. let, I hope nobody on that group sees this, but. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, I think there's a lot of money to be made there. Um, that's got a high, well, it's really, it's like, that makes so much sense. I mean, who said it, you know, you buy your costs and that yeah. is definitely a cost. So it's a 20% markup. It's a lot of money. And people don't think about that when you're really looking at all the numbers. So, you know, we do have to look at that. You look at that because you have, you know, you've also got you know, insurance and, and you have um, the cost of just upkeep and you've got a pool, you know, pool companies and you've got a trash company and you've got, you've got to have someone clean it every single time. Well, that's 180 bucks every single time someone leaves. So you've got all these expenses that you don't think about when you're buying, but you do need to make sure you're plugged in those numbers and those numbers make really good sense before you make that investment. So um, that's why we said it has to be able 
to be rented 75% of the time to make it make sense. Yeah, how do you know that though? I mean, how do you judge that? We just did the math. We figured out what is it going to cost if if we never, if we rented it only just to make the mortgage payment, like whatever we've invested in it plus the mortgage, you know, what is that dollar amount? If that dollar amount is 50K a year annually that we have to have, well, if you're getting 15,000 a month in rentals, then I really only need to rent it three months or so to make it profitable. The, the, year, I, I, the math I mean, works like, really well, stuff. right? So that's why you have to just do the math. But if for some reason, um, you know, and again, that's where we look at the cost of the land is costing us more right now. The cost of buildings costing us more. So it's that same house may be a lot more what's that going to cost? No, we will charge more, but you know, so you have to really do your due diligence, really make sure that the numbers do make sense and then make sure that you can cover um, with rentals, what that is going to, you know, cover, cover your own expenses plus all the other, um, you know, your growth that you foresee. So like we gave ourselves a margin of 25% growth um, year over year. So as long as we cover the mortgage plus 25% growth, we were fine. We're going to do that totally fine. But that was what we chose to do because we want to make sure that we're continuing to, to put back into um, the, the property. We don't want to, we want to be able to like add new elements and, and make it better and, you know, do new things. So to keep it um, a hot market. So. Yeah. I guess I'm a little daft on this, but how did you, you know, you say, Hey, I want to, uh, you buy the property first and then you work out the numbers that you have to make, or is it, you, you no, know, what the, I did the numbers first. You know, you do the numbers first, then you bribe, then you go buy a property first. Well, I mean, no, I mean, we were on vacation when this fell in our lap. So we, we were looking at, we had some friends of ours that knew that we were investors and we were on vacation with them and they had just bought and they were like, you should, you should buy this too. You've got money to invest. So you should do this. And so um, we went and looked at it and we found out what the mortgage would be if we just invested if we paid cash, we knew what we would spend. And, or if we did a mortgage, we knew how much that mortgage payment would be. Then we just, we ran the numbers. We spent about um, two days, I think, running numbers. And um, by the end of the weekend, we put a cash offer plus some other things that we added that we wanted. So we put an offer in. Um, And so we knew that, okay, if this is what we want, um, this is what it's going to look like financially. Um, plus you got to add insurance, plus you got to add management fees and you got to add all these things. Yeah. And plus we knew we were going to add a pool and we knew we were going to add landscape. You know, who, who would have thought that landscaping with, you know, uh, coconut trees and, you know, all these different palm trees would cost $28,000. You know, who knew, right? So <laughs> you got it. You got to do the math on that. You know, who knew that the, the pool would end up being 10 K more than normal or, you know, so you, you just have to make sure you have all those numbers and you plug it in and go, okay, worst case scenario, X is that number. And um, so then what I need is I need, if we're going to rent it for $700 a night, then, cause it sleeps 12, then, okay, I need it to be rented X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So then you go and you look at the other, other properties nearby and you see what those rent, you know, those rental homes are going for, how long have they been on the market? What are they, what are they doing? Um, and when you see what, like we went to the next door neighbor, next door neighbor has a home. That's a short term vacation rental. Wasn't nearly as nice as ours. And it was making 60 K in rentals a year. So we're like, okay, we're we're fine. All right. We're good. You know, 
Yeah. So, you know, you just have to do, you have to do your research, um, make sure that it's something that you're worth doing. And then don't be afraid to just dig in and, and figure out how to do it yourself and, and do a lot of it to save yourself the money. Um, that's why I said we did the Google our business and we did our own website and we did all of our own Facebook advertising and we did all that ourselves. And it, I mean, literally within a week, we were, we, from the moment that we launched it to, I think it was seven or eight days later, we were booked solid for the whole, for the whole season. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, if you do that so well, and most, I, you know, a lot of these people that do VRBOs or Airbnb, they'll just go to Airbnb and wait for that traffic to come in. Now you're creating a system where 3000 people are coming to your website every, every yeah. month. Yeah. That's, I got to believe there's some value into that. Other people coming to you and say, I need that help. Yeah. And, and what we also found too, we were, we, we didn't want to wait on a company to fill our, our home for us. Like that, yeah. that's just not in my DNA. Like my husband and I both were like, we're not waiting on someone to fill this. We'll do it ourselves. Like, you know, we, we have the skill set. He's a marketer. I'm a marketer. We, we, we can do it ourselves. And, um, and so we did. And then, then we realized how fast it filled and we're like, well, now we need more houses. Like we need to keep, keep filling them up. Like we, we had, we found yeah, play monopoly stuff. here. <laughs> yeah. So, so now it's like, okay, I need another one. I need another property. So, yeah. um, but it, you know, but then we also, we also realized long-term that we want to be above everyone else. So you have to yeah. look at what are you standing about? Like when we looked at what everybody else in that area was at, most of them that live on the beach just had a regular beach home Well, they didn't have a pool or they didn't have a golf cart that went with it. So then we were like, okay, we'll, we'll invest 50 K into a pool. We'll buy a golf cart. We'll, we'll add these elements that makes ours stand out. So when someone's Googling and they see our, our property, it's the first thing they want. Then yeah. what we did is we created, um, you know, a contest for, um, to see who we could get that would book it while we were still building. Like, so for example, like in the building phase, like we still had the pool going being built. So we couldn't really rent it to people for money, but it was empty while we were building all this construction. Uh, so we had people that would go and spend the weekends and then write us reviews. Um, so we built our reviews up real fast before it even went on the market. So there's just yeah. things that you can do that gets you up to that level real quickly without you really having to do a whole lot. That's cool. And that's, that's from marketing. You learned that from your affiliate days and everything. <laughs> it's been fun. It's really been, it's been fun to see it um, grow and we're definitely growing with it. We're learning a lot along the way. So, yeah. So, I mean, what's next? Because, you know, sometimes you get into business and you first get into it and you build this foundation it goes, ah, oh, you know what, how do I move up? And how do I move up? And how do I move up? Is there something different after this? Like, is it still owning all the properties like Monopoly or is it owning boardwalk different types of properties? Oh, it's different, different streams of income for sure. Like um, my son and you guys know coach Adam, um, Adam has been my dear friend for many, many years. My son, who's, I have three boys, 29, 27 and 24. My 24 year old wants us to buy a, a gaming store uh, through Adam. And so who knows? That's what that's been on the table about us possibly buying a gaming store. Um, we are currently um, looking at um, buying into a partnership and, and doing more so of what Roland teaches with the zero money down, but we're going to do more of an earning interest. Yeah. Um, but we are looking at acquiring um, 
So very interesting. I don't want to say too much, but it's local and it is it, down in Austin. They have a place called Rainy Street and it's just it's a street full of different bars and restaurants and uh, they have live music and it's just become like the happening place to be. Well, where we live, they've created another one like that. And the people um, that started it three years ago are struggling and they don't know how to market it to get it really hopping and they need a little bit of um, investors too. Um, so we're, we are in talks with them to, I think, take that on, which is something random that we've never done before. Live music and restaurants and bars, alcohol, bars. And, uh, so such food. a different beast. I'm going to have to learn all those laws because that's a very different beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also in the same field of, it's a, it's a very different, um, revenue stream and, um, it's, it's different. I like different, I like doing things that are different and that um, really expand us. So. I'm, I'm kind of almost positive we're about to take that one on. Um, we've still got a little bit of more due diligence and meet with their attorneys, but that one's probably going to come to fruition. Yeah. So you can see immediately what you need to do to that. I mean, that's what the deal with the urn is. I mean, you're, they're not going to invite you unless you can bring something to the table that they can't do, which is the marketing. And well, that, that one, and this is what Roland teaches. It's all about proximity and getting out there, right? So yeah. this one just happened to be um, that my husband and I, um, had a date night and we went and decided to go watch live music. And we sat there and had a drink and we were just sitting there, um, enjoying the band and noticed all these little restaurants and places. And we went up to the bar and I could tell that the, the one lady and her husband were the owners. You could tell. Oh, and, they're probably um, working around the clock. They were. And, yeah. Yep. And, um, I struck up a conversation with her and it was funny enough that within 15 minutes, and it was just a very it was just fun conversation. My granddaughter was there running around playing and she's like, yeah, you know, there's so much more we could do to this place, but we need investors and we need, you know, help. And I was like, well, I mean, and it was like all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, well, let's have another drink and let's sit down and let's talk about this. And so, I, I mean, know. and then like an hour and a half later, and then now we're going on a month that we've been in conversations and in serious conversations with, you know, property and attorneys and, um, where that, what, what that'll look like. Um, and so what was so funny was we just went there though for, you know, to have a drink and watch a band. Um, and so it, and again, it, and then my husband at first was not, you know, no, it's really not our, we're not, we're not looking for anything that we have to have another job. And yeah. it felt like it when we were watching them, but then when we, we've gone back, you know, I don't know, like six or seven times and we've been watching and I'm like, we don't have to work it. We just have to give them the skill set and hire them the right people to have them do it. They just didn't have that. And yeah. so there's so much more we can bring and help them and get it scaled and make this huge and make it another big, huge um, live entertainment place where we live um, and uh, scale it. So um, I'm kind of, it's actually something I'm excited about just cause I've never done that before. I've never yeah. had a live entertainment company. So <laughs> more I. Yeah. So I have, but you no know, you got to think outside of the all. box. You got to think outside of the box a little bit. And you just, like I said, it's all about conversations and proximity. So we didn't go there looking for that. Just like we didn't look for the Airbnbs when we was on vacation. Like those yeah, things. You know, you're doing that. I mean, you're tapping in, like you're letting the universe talk to you and say, hey, keep your eyes open for this. And you did it at the hospital. You did it at yep. your vacation. You did it at this restaurant. Yep. You yeah. just have to. Like once you become an investor in your mind, 
And yeah. you start thinking along those lines as I'm an investor and I want to create revenue streams, different multiple revenue streams, then that's how you think. You're just thinking differently. You're not thinking of, oh, you know, I'm going to go online and start looking for businesses. No, it, they'll come to you based on you changing your mindset. And yourself and like going to a restaurant or doing whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you go to all the, the, the war rooms and all the other masterminds? I, my, my, my team and I, we put them on. Yes. Oh my God. That's uh, like the million dollar, billion dollar <laughs> intelligence you hear going in and out of these things. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a very lucky girl to be able to get all that information and still do my job and take it all in. So yes, yeah. I'm very blessed. Now your husband, you guys are copacetic about, you know, the, the, the information that flows back. Do you guys have like the same mindset in that when you're talking? No, we're, well, we're very different, but yet very much alike. We're very competitive. Both of us are extremely competitive and we don't like losing. We, we like to, to run and just do things quickly. Um, so that, but we're very different in our minds. Like he's very skilled in sales and um, marketing. I've got marketing too, but I also think differently than him. Um, and so, yeah, we, we have a lot that complements each other, but a lot that is very competitive and um, very much we hold each other accountable. So um, luckily for us, you know, when we both knew that we wanted to start investing a couple of years ago, um, we just decided that th- this is what we want to look for when we do it. Um, and uh, now not everything, there's things that I find and he's just like, nope. And then there's things that he's fine. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and like, we, I just we, saw are, we are allowed that veto. We, yeah, we I just saw, saw some interview with uh, Charlie Munger just saying, hey, sometimes I get to say, no, that's a stupid idea, Warren Buffett. <laughs> yep. yep, right. So we are allowed that. But um, no, yeah. it, we, but again, and we both are very, we, we want to leave a legacy for our children and our grandchildren. And, yeah. you know, so it's very important for us that, um, we're finding things that will help, you know, create that for them and give them, you know, their, their peace of mind. And then also, you know, some, we're not spring chickens either. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're creating that business. So, um, it's been fun. It's been, yeah. it's been I know. Fun. Is he full-time? He, he full, full-time with you guys? He's, or a, he's a vice. No, my husband's a vice president of a separate company. So oh, okay. he, we are not in the same company, but yeah. And you're, yeah. They're your kids. I mean, they're all grown. I mean, they're all, all my kids are grown. They are. They're 29, 27, 24. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they have separate jobs or doing entrepreneurial stuff. They are not. Now um, our youngest, our 24 year old is entrepreneurial. He actually works with my husband and does sales and marketing um, for my husband's company. But um, the 27 and the 29, the 27 year old is actually a stockbroker. He's got a okay. series 10 um, license. He went on his own path, but he did a very great jo- job. I'm proud of him. Um, so he's, he's does that. And then our 29 year old also, um, manages companies, but they're, uh, he does more of the automotive companies. And so, uh, very different, different skill sets. Um, I would like to see them someday come into the companies that we, we create and help run them, but we'll never make them. It's always something if they want to great. If not, then that's great as well. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Anyway, we've almost done 45 minutes and I really appreciate the time. I really <laughs> appreciate it. I mean, awesome. I just like, there's so much that you're seeing behind the scenes. Like, where do you keep getting the ideas? Well, it's proximity to power, being in the war room and doing your affiliate program and hanging around people that are, you know, doing bigger and bigger things. And you're doing so many different things with this Airbnb. 
but you're adding a different la- la- layer on it, but you're also keeping your, your, just your mind open to what the universe is telling you. He's like, Hey, this lady needs help. I'm going to ask. You're almost like that Geico lady at the beach going <laughs> where she said, somebody else starts talking about, gosh, I wish I could bundle my home and auto together in my boat. And she runs over there and it goes, I'm going to have a conversation with her. Yeah. You know, but I think it's true. Like, I think once you change your mindset to where you are an investor and you're wanting to go do these deals and they just, you, you find it, you, it becomes, it, it falls into your conversations without you, without you even meaning to, you know, I've been on clubhouses. I think I've mentioned this before on an Epic call once that I was on um, a Epic call. Or I'm sorry. I was on a clubhouse um, with some friends of mine. We have a business women entrepreneur group that we do. Um, it's called coffee in the clubhouse every Friday for women entrepreneurs. And uh, we were just talking and, you know, people know that, that I invest and this friend of mine, she also invests and she does real estate. And she just like me, you know, we just, it just, it just rolls. We're just talking about what we're investing in, what we're doing and how we're doing things. It's not like we're targeting anyone in particular, but someone on that call actually was like, Oh my gosh, um, I need to talk to y'all after the clubhouse. How can I reach you? And we're like, you know, we gave our information. And then an hour later, this, this person reaches out and, and is like, okay, so my next door neighbor is in Oklahoma. They live in Oklahoma and they have this garbage disposal company. And I mean, you asked me if I was ever going to do a garbage disposal company. No, no, no way. The garbage. Right. But then she's like, but look, the husband, the, 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 husband and wife died. The kids inherited. The kids want nothing to do with this garbage company. And, and I'm like, okay, well, hey, do you know the numbers? Cause I'm not into garbage, you know? And, um, she started spouting the numbers and the numbers was incredible. And I'm like, let's have another conversation. So my friend started having this conversation with her and I, my friend is actually going to do the business and I may jump on it with her, but it's, it's an incredible deal that if it comes to true fruition, it's amazing deal because the kids just want the cash. They want out. They don't want anything to do with this, this garbage company, their parents died and they just want money. But the business, what they're asking was like less than a million dollars. And the company itself is doing 4.7 million a year. Holy cow. I was like, dude, let's talk. But, yeah. but my point of that was, is that that just happened on a clubhouse. Like literally we were just talking. And then before you know it, you know, a couple hours later, we're all having this phone call and it's just gone into different things. So there's, there's so much, I think it's just whether or not you're just thinking differently and talking and letting people know that you're an investor, that you look at, you're looking for deals and people will just add, like, I didn't know who this person was from Adam. I'd seen her on the calls a couple of times but I didn't know her. And I definitely wasn't looking for garbage company in Oklahoma. Like I live in Texas, you know? So that's what I'm saying about just having your mindset change and letting people know, then things just come to you and you can pick and choose what you think is going to be a good fit, or you send it off to your other friends. And then maybe you get a piece of the deal. Like there's just so many different ways to do that, but you just have to change your mindset. Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, I, I get a lot of people uh, on LinkedIn from Epic reach out to me and says like, hey, how do I get deal flow? And I said, well, it's it's massive action. I mean, if you're doing LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, if you're doing direct mail, I mean, Jeff Charlton talks about that. If you're networking, you're doing Clubhouse, you just got to do it all until you get right. that flow in. Yeah. 
And then once the flow starts coming, you're so swamped, then you, then you, then you create like an affiliate network where you can give it out to other people. But I mean, that's, the, that's where Roland is the master. Like Roland has created this to where he gets so many deals because they just, they, they just come in all the time and, and they're yeah. big deals and he can, he can be a little bit pickier, pickier on things because he's got so many, but he, it's because he has worked so hard to get in that space and let people know what he does. And he's just a, he's a brilliant, you know, at what he does with that. So um, again, but you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not Roland Frazier, but I started somewhere and I'm getting to the point now where things are coming a lot easier. I'm having conversations that are much easier and things are rolling in a different path for us just because I'm thinking on a different level. And, and everyone- how I have those conversations has- with a restaurant owner and a garbage disposal owner about the business. That's like two different, but it's the same. It's 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 all the same when you're like, well, are you interested in, in are they interested in selling? Like it's gotta, all I, that's literally all I ask. Are you interested in selling? That's exactly <laughs> what I said what, to the lady on the call. I was like, well, are they interested in selling? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, then let's chat. Like it was, it was literally those two sentences. And then here's my phone number. Call me when this call is over, you know, and that's all it was. And, you know, the, the restaurant, the, the restaurant thing that we're looking at was literally, I'm standing at the bar ordering a margarita and I noticed her and I was like, I knew you know, people that are owners just have a different look and feel, you know, and I just knew they had to be the owner. So I just happened to walk up and I was like, man, do you own this? And yes. And I'm like, man, you've done a great job. I didn't even realize this existed. And I complimented her. And then as she's, she's like, well, I mean, just so I'm so tired. Like I live and breathe this. And I'm like, girl, you've done an amazing job. So I started with compliments and then I was just, I was curious and I'm like, my mind, I'm curious. I just like to know numbers. I'm like, I'm just curious. How long have you been here? What have you done to get this going? Are you on Facebook? I've never seen you before. And before you know it, she's like, well, yeah, but me and my husband started this grassroots. We started it with a trailer in the middle of a lot, you know, three years ago. And we started with $5,000 and she's like, and now we're doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, man, I'm like, are you doing this, this, and this? And before she's like, no, but I really wish I had an investor that would help. And I'm like, oh, well, well, like a hook and a fish line. <laughs> I did. And then it just, it just morphed. Right. But that's that conversation. I never went in making that conversation awkward. I never went in like at a bull in a China shop and said, I'm, you know, no, it was conversational and it was me complimenting her on her, what she had done. And I could tell she was tired. I could tell that she had worked her tail off to create this, but I could also see from what I was looking at, my gosh, this is like a gold mine that could have so much more. Like you could have a dance floor and you could have more um, restaurants over here and you could have a play area up here for kids. You could have an outdoor dance, you know, a dance hall over here. You could have this. And I mean, my mind just started, and I'm like, I wonder why she's not doing this. And so then as I started thinking those things, I'm like, well, I'm going to ask her, you know, and, and then it came to it. She's just like, well, I mean, my husband and I just, we just don't have the funds because we're doing this ourselves. And I'm like, oh, Oh, and she's like, but I'm looking for investors. I'm like, yeah, they're oh. in the business. They're sucked. They in. are working. They are working it. She's a hairdresser and she, she just turns every bit of her profit into this to make it go. And she yeah. needs investors to make it run. But I never would have gotten that information had I not have just complimented her and told her what a great job she was doing. Cause it's an amazing property with yeah. all these, you know, all this information. And before you know it, an hour and a half later, She'd already given me some of her financials verbally. She'd already told me. An hour and a half she gave you financials? No, within an hour and a half. And she'd give me the financials of what she was paying for rent on property, what she was charging, 
she had told me what she was looking for for an investor like an hour and a half later because we just hit it off conversationally. So what I always try to tell people is be authentic, be a real, just let people know that you're investing and don't try too hard because when you try too hard, it comes off fake. But when you're generally just looking out there for things, they just fall in your lap and it's just organic. That's beautiful. And we're going to end on that. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate this, man. You are really the glue that brings this together because I've tried to be that person that goes, hey, could you finish your question off? We need the next question going and you do a great job of that. Oh, thank you. Guys you guys have done a great job of the whole package, the whole Epic course. Thank you so much. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. I, I love you guys. And it's just such a pleasure to work with all of you Epic members. So I appreciate you. Yeah, it's a great group of people. Awesome. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate you. Thank you, Deanna. All right. Bye. Bye.